When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. We're welcome to 2022 and a new start here to UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Stephen Diener right here and Karen Curtis over there. Hola. Karen, how was your new year? How's everything? Very good. It's the first good. Friday of the new year that we're recording this. That's right. Yeah. So thank you for coming back here in 2022 and joining us for more crazy UAP adventures. And before we get into this here today, because this is a weird one about uh, Skinwalker Ranch. If you're not familiar with Skinwalker Ranch, get ready. If you are familiar with it, then also have some fun with us because these stories, they're very, very strange. Some of the things that happen there. But yeah, here's a little tease. Skinwalker Ranch really derived its name from a curse. Ooh. All right, so that sets the table. But before we sit down for the main course, I'll just say thank you to everyone who's been tuning in and listening and downloading and subscribing to the show because it's going bananas yeah we and we really appreciate it and you know we're most of all we're just happy you're enjoying it because we really love doing this this is kind of like a passion project and you know it is it is and, and we, we, we it takes a lot of time to to produce it to come up with what we're doing and things like that and to make this happen so we're glad to, that you're enjoying it to gather the evidence for you yes so you can decide whether or not we're alone. That's right. And you can uh, well make up your mind here today as well in this newest episode with Skinwalker Ranch. Like you heard there, it's going to be going to be weird. We're going to get weird here today. Uh, but Karen, do you have a factoid? I do. Oh, good. Let's hear that first. So astronomers in Hawaii say they've witnessed the death of a star for the first time ever. Oh, my gosh. And I'm not talking about Marilyn Monroe. Okay. <laughs> Re- researchers at the Keck Observatory on Hawaii's Big Island. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Me too. <laughs> I've never been there. You, you can ski on the Big Island. Can you really? And that's where Kilauea the volcano is. Holy cow. Oh, yeah, you can ski on Mauna Loa. Yeah, I know. You You actually spent a lot of time in Hawaii. I have I, never been there. I went to school there. That's right. For college, yes. It was fun. Um, but they revealed in 2020 that they observed a red supergiant about 120 million light years away from Earth and 10 times larger than the sun. Wow. And then they kept logs on it, heading up to its end. And it just ended. Isn't that wild? Astronomers say that they witnessed the rapid self-destruction of the star before it collapsed into a supernova. And again, we're not talking about Marilyn Monroe. No. Norma Jean. No. That's right. So it published yesterday. The lead author called it a breakthrough in our understanding of what massive stars do at moments before they die. That's like, amazing. Like John Belushi. No, oh, kidding. no. <laughs> that is... <laughs> enough, enough with the star reference, Karen. That's okay. That's all right. No, but that, that is cool, amazing. cool, right? Yeah, that's so, it's so fascinating because... And that's really the whole, you know, 
our thinking anyway, which in a lot of people's thinking when it comes to there has to be something out there because you talk about the vastness of space in the universe and how it just goes on and on. It's bigger than we, our, our little minds can ever no, fathom. Yeah, you, can't, you cannot really grasp it in your head, but I look at this star's death and I think about the whole universe and there will come a time when the lights go out. Yeah, that's true. And that, yeah, it's it's gonna happen one day. And but until then, Karen, we're gonna keep doing UAP episodes. That's right, we're, darn it. UAP podcast oh. will keep coming at you until the stars go out, or until yes. an alien actually comes to Earth and goes on tape and does an interview with us, and, and then we we're done. Then we won't have any speculation anymore. Nope, it's so. over. So one, bum. One way or the other. That's all right. But I look forward to that day when we finally get definitive proof. I don't, I don't want to end the show, but I would love to see definitive proof one day. Well, we have some definitive proof That's coming. True. I think next week yeah. we're going to talk about actual tangible evidence of aliens visiting the earth with like artifacts and stuff yeah there's some weird stuff out there and speaking of weird what we'll, we'll get into it here for this one which is like you just heard there skinwalker ranch so what is skinwalker ranch it's known also as the sherman ranch it's a property that's located about uh, 512 acres of land it's in southeast or southeast of ballard utah if you're familiar with the area it's in utah yeah and it's uh, it's pretty much kind of famous for uh, being the site of paranormal and UFO related activities. It's Notice probably, how it's both there, paranormal and UFO. Yeah, it, it might be one of the most active in the whole country. Yeah, uh, and the name You're is right. derived from uh, Skinwalker of the Navajo legend. It's concerning vengeful shamans. Do so, not want to mess with those. What is a shaman? It's a person regarded as having access to and an influence in the world of good and evil spirits, especially among some peoples of Northern Asia and Northern America. Typically, such people enter a trance state during a ritual and practice divination, which is seeking knowledge of the future and healing. And I have a beautiful explanation of, again, remember Skinwalker Ranch began as a curse, the whole problem there. Here's what the curse is about. The Skinwalker curse has its roots in a feud between the Ute tribe and the Navajo tribe. At a time when the Utes were really aligned with the United States government and had sold many of their peers into slavery. So the Navajo cursed this property. Placing the Skinwalker curse on this property made it a very real place to avoid. Just like the Seminole Indians put a curse on the Dolphin Stadium when they built the stadium on their burial grounds. I really believe that's the problem, honestly. <laughs> there's, there's no other, because we do the show in South Florida and I'm a big sports guy. I do ma Mainly my thing is sports outside of what we do here in UAP. So, yes, I'm a long-suffering Dolphins fan and Karen likes to poke at me. She likes, <laughs> she likes to... Oh, but it's, it's true. <laughs> it is true. Say. But anyway, maybe that's for a different episode. We'll talk yeah. about the, the uh, Seminole curse and the Miami Dolphins and Joe Robbie. I don't know. <laughs> But, but the skinwalker thing is weird. So what is a skinwalker? Do you know? Well, that's the thing. And people kind of dispute back and forth. So the original legend is the skinwalker was a Navajo shaman, like almost like a witch, an evil curse type thing that is an evil spirit. Well, I think it's interesting that even back then they knew that, you know, slavery was wrong and they weren't going to have anything of it. But here is an explanation of what a skinwalker is. A skinwalker is essentially a witch that has chosen to put on the skin, essentially, or the form of what can only be described as a giant wolf. A skinwalker is something that exhibits superhuman agility and strength. 
So I guess the ranch borders the Ute Indian Reservation, and the Utes were the ones that had the slaves, right? They enslaved people, and so the they Navajos off, yeah. put the uh, put the curse on them, and that's that's the reservation area, and that's where the ranch is located. So since then, you know, again, according to the legend and sightings and different reports, that is the the cursed land where all these things happen. And so the skinwalker originates also from, you know, the idea of shape-shifting, that these right. evil spirits can shape-shift into anything, like I said, the wolf, a bear, whatever it might be. But then there's also different reports outside of all that that concern UFOs and the aliens. There's been like 50 base. years of odd events that have taken place there. Yes, sorry. 50-year history, Karen. Yeah. You're talking about the, the oddities of, of uh, Skinwalker Ranch that have gone on according to reports. Okay, again, we leave it up to you. We'll just tell you what the stories are. People have seen numerous incidents that include vanishing and mutilated cattle, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's something we hear about. I we mean, a lot, a lot when it comes to UFO sightings and aliens, for some reason, doing experiments on cattle. There's been a lot of reports of that over the years. You have sightings of, of course, you know, uh, different UFOs, UAPs, orbs, large animals with piercing red eyes ah. that they say were unscathed when struck by bullets. Now, that's interesting to me, Cameron, because that reminds me of the story that we told going back to the, our Edgar Casey episodes where they had in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Right, or and in Brazil with the red eyes. And in Brazil where they talked about the alien with the red eyes, but also in Kentucky when they shot at the aliens. Remember we talked about that family in the 50s where the uh, term little green men came from <laughs> right. because a newspaper reporter came up with that even though the aliens that the family saw they in were Kentucky silvery. were silver. And the 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 farm family there were shooting at the aliens and nothing happened. So you have again, and this is why I always find interesting when we dive into these stories, you have the same details, the same descriptions on different parts of the country at different times. Yes, there's always a thread of you know, it's always kind of like the same information told by different people. A thread of similarity, if yes. you will, through time. Yes, consistency. A thread right. of consistency. There you go. But they were unscathed when they were struck by bullets and visible objects emitted destructive magnetic fields. Weird. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So the cattle mutilations have been part of the folklore. And here's this one guy who actually the the ranch was owned by several different people. But from 1934 to 1994, it was owned by Kenneth Myers. And this guy is an eyewitness. He was a horse aficionado and he and Kenneth Myers both loved horses and they would ride together. And he talks about one of their weird experiences when (laughs) when Kenneth Meyer called him up and said, I can't find three cows. Mm. 
couldn't find three heifers. I got here just at sunrise with my horse. We rode all day long, and I said, Ken, I don't know what to tell you about your heifers. We can't find fresh tracks, you know? And he had a shed right here, and Ken couldn't get the door to open. So we started pushing on them, pushing on them, pushing on them. I pushed it open as far as I could to the inside. And I looked in there and I said, Ken, you ain't gonna believe this. Your heifers are in this shit. What? And he goes, no way, how are you gonna fit three cows in there? They were stacked one on top of each other like this. And he said, they're dead. And I said, the snot's still running out of their nose. They're still alive. And I said, well, go get a glass of water and dump that right over the top of that heifer's head. He did, and that damn thing come to life. Like, they'd been drugged. So strange. What? <laughs> How did the... Now listen, unless this guy's just telling a story to try to get on TV or whatever, because this became no. a TV show also, and I'm not trying to like, you know, copy the TV show or anything. It's just Skinwalker Ranch is something that I've been interested in for a while because it's so odd, and apparently... A lot of people are interested in it, enough to the fact that they made a TV show on the History Channel. So unless this guy was just making things up to try to get on a show, but otherwise, how do you end up finding cows stacked on top of each other in a shed in a trance-like state? With snot still coming out of their noses. Right. So they weren't dead. Oh my gosh, that is so weird. And that's that's just not a story you would come up with, right? right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's too odd. So, as I said, there were multiple owners of the ranch, and you were talking, it's also known as the Sherman Ranch, well, from right. 1994 to 96, right. after the Myers, it was Terry and Gwen Sherman owned it. And that timeline is something that I really want to point out. Why only two years, right? Because you talked yeah. about 1934 to 1994 was the first ownership from Kenneth uh, Myers there. That's 60 and that, years. And that was the case of the missing heifers with them. Right. And that's, you know, that, that's a generational farm at that right, point. They right. decide to sell it. I'm sure, you know, grandkids sell it or whatever. Terry and Gwen Sherman in 1994 buy the farm and only keep it for two years. Yeah. A little bit about Terry Sherman and why I find that timeline interesting with him. Terry Sherman was a guy that at that time in the mid 90s was known as a kind of an aficionado of, of breeding cattle. He, he bred many prize-winning cattle. He was a guy that had a great reputation in that business. He was a cow guy. Yeah, exactly. So when they sold it to him, they figured, all right, we're selling to somebody who really knows what they're doing, someone who's going to take care of the farm. This guy has a great reputation. The people in the cow world know Terry Sherman. He's a star. And he only stayed there for two years hmm. because he was losing so uh, much business from cattle mutilations. Oh, my gosh. He never had a problem. And that was the thing people found strange. Like, what's going on with Terry? This guy never loses a cow. And now he's finding all these dead cows that have their, excuse me, this is gross, have their eyeballs taken out, have, you know, their, their bones taken out. They're split open down the middle. Blood drained. Yes. Yeah. So what is happening with Terry here? How is he losing all these cows? This has never happened to him. Well, that's why he only stayed there two years. So what was happening that what that would cause those types of things happening on this guy's farm? A guy, again, Karen, that would have no reason to do these things on his own. This is a guy that had a spotless reputation as a a prized, you know, uh, cow. Uh, uh, he's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. Yes. So, well, here's one example of someone who saw a UFO it was caught on camera over the ranch. They're saying maybe this is like a trans-dimensional portal, right? That's to yeah. Other 
things right. right on this very property, not just that it's cursed. I really never had a paranormal or supernatural experience. It wasn't until being involved with the ranch that I had my first experience that I could not deny. It was a couple of years ago, right above La Mesa. We saw in broad daylight what could only be described as a UFO. 40, 50 foot long, silver grayish disc like craft that moved in the blink of an eye from one position to the other and then within 20 seconds was completely gone. So that was actually somebody who's worked on the farm in previous years and so always thought, well, there's nothing much going on here. And then, well, there you go. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> so after the Shermans, then you had Robert Bigelow took over from 96 to 2016. Yeah. And then Brandon Fugel owns it now with yeah. the... Uh, uh, Adamantium Holdings. Adamantium Holdings. So that's kind. Of, that might have been. Was that Brandon Fugel? No, that was um, somebody that uh, basically was just just kind of like a farmhand. Okay. Now you mentioned um, Robert Bigelow there, Karen. Yeah. This is where things take another odd turn as far as ownership goes, because Robert Bigelow owned the farm for, or I should say, the ranch from 1996 until 2016. When in 2016 he sold it to Brandon Fugel, who we'll get to here in a little while. But Robert Bigelow is a billionaire. He's, he's kind of an eccentric person, was always into the paranormal, uh, UFOs, you know, life on other planets and things like that. And so when he heard that Skywalker, Skywalker, <laughs> that Skinwalker Ranch, Luke? yeah, that's a different ranch. When he heard about Skinwalker Ranch was going up for sale, he thought, well, this is my opportunity. I want to buy this thing and investigate it. So he gets it in 1996 for, you know, I guess a, a few million dollars and then at that point, his own investigations begin. Now, he was finding some weird things there. So much so that, how about this? Harry Reid. Yes, who, by the way, they're having a funeral for and burying tomorrow. Now, Harry Reid is a guy that... Senator. If, yeah, if you're not familiar, former senator from Nevada, which may have been one of the reasons why he was so interested in UFOs and UAPs, because Nevada, Area 51. Sure. He actually had spoken about... Um, being at Area 51 as a sitting senator, he went to Area 51 a few times, saw the developments of uh, the stealth helicopter. Remember, and I'll, I'll go back on this just a little bit because I want to talk up Harry Reid a little bit to give you why he's important. Um, you remember when the raid at the Osama bin Laden compound took place? Yeah. And that helicopter, we left a helicopter there, we had to blow it up, and then we saw the pictures, we're like, what kind of helicopter is that? That's when we first learned that the U.S. military had a stealth helicopter. We had never heard of it before. Harry Reid knew about the stealth helicopter 20 years before it was made public because he saw it being worked on at Area 51. And he also uh. saw the stealth bomber being worked on. So he was involved in a lot of secret projects that the general public did not know about until years and years later. So Well, didn't he start ATEP? He did. So and and this is really interesting because when we started doing research into Skinwalker Ranch, we kind of went down the rabbit hole and we thought, "Oh my gosh." We do that a lot. Yeah, we do. You're talking about ATIP, which is, again... The Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Thank you. Tasked with investigating reports of unidentified flying objects, which we now call UAPs, and other paranormal phenomena. Yes, exactly. And the reason why that's important is because this is why all this happened in the first place. The reason why we started this podcast and the reason why this all this disclosure has come about on aliens to begin with in the past year and UFOs is because of Harry Reid and ATIP 
and guys like Luis Elizondo, yes, who or or Christopher Mellon, who have gone out. Former government employees or a guy like Luis Elizondo, who was, you know, one of the main guys of ATIP when it was a secret organization, a secret uh, wing of the Pentagon and the Department of Defense, they were investigating all this to begin with. And then it wasn't until, what, 2017 by the New York Times when they came out with the article that uncovered the whole ATIP thing that said, hey, this thing actually exists. And then they had to come out and said, yes, this is an actual wing of the Department of Defense. So, and Harry Reid started that because of Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> oh, geez. There we go. We, we just went full circle. How about that? And here is Harry Reid in 2019 talking about the phenomena. It's a worldwide phenomenon, not just here in the United States. There are certain places we really don't understand why that there's more occurrences and have been over a long, long time. Reed wasn't the only senator with a fascination for UFOs. There was John McCain. Sure, John knew what I was doing. I mean, he didn't hide the fact that he was interested also. And Reed admitted to other programs. Other programs that have been done and information they have, including different um, pieces of evidence. Again, he passed away recently and he's yeah. being eulogized by President Obama tomorrow, Saturday. Right, right. The 8th of January. So amazing how all this comes together, isn't I it? I know, it's just it's timing. So again, going so to kind of bring this full circle here, why is why is a guy like Robert Bigelow important? How did he know Harry Reid? So when Bigelow was doing his own investigations at Skinwalker Ranch, he ended up being contacted by Harry Reid and then they funded, the Pentagon and ATIP funded his investigations into the skinwalker ranch into the skinwalker ranch itself wow so this secret uh, cooperation karen that we didn't even know about until we did our own research for this kind of begs the question what did they find during their years of investigation didn't reed send a physicist there he did so oh my gosh <laughs> there was this unnamed physicist that also went there and started talking to Robert bigelow and bigelow said hey who is this guy should i you know trust this guy he said yeah i can vouch for him he's legit that's right and then at that point, the physicist leaves. It's like, oh my gosh, what did I just see? Harry Reid takes this unnamed physicist into a meeting with a couple of other senators, and ATIP is born. Yo, he did a background check on him first, I yes. must say. So yeah. it's it's just amazing how all this comes full circle. The Skinwalker Ranch was so important and so mysterious to this day that they created a whole secret wing yeah, of the Department yeah. of Defense and the Pentagon just to investigate it. And then, of course, they went down a rabbit hole and started investigating all these other things that came across their plate, too, like the Tic Tac UFO off the uh, USS Nimitz. Right. Well, apparently the physicist, within the first 15 minutes of arriving at the Skinwalker Ranch, had an experience, quote-unquote, but the details have been withheld. You know what else is withheld, Karen? The findings of the investigation ah. during Robert Bigelow's tenure there and his cooperation, his, his cooperative work with ATIP. Really? It has not been made public. So whether they found out about you know these, these different uh, videos and sightings of UFOs, and we'll put up one of the videos on the blog on 850WFTL.com. You can search the UAP blog on there. I'll have a picture also of uh, what a skinwalker, artist renderings of what they look Good. like. Yeah. Because there's a couple of different um, renderings of what a skinwalker could look like, what you know, as far as sightings, what people have seen. So you can see a couple of different pictures. It's a little frightening. It's a little warning. So if you're going to go look at it, it's, it's a little freaky. Um, it might make you jump a little bit, but we'll have those on there. As well as one of the videos from uh, an investigation investigations that were being done into Skinwalker Ranch of a UFO that was seen actually kind of flying over a cow, right. hovering over a cow. Yeah. 
Very strange. So we'll have all that there on the blog, 850WFTL.com, and you can see what for yourself what we're talking about. And that's the only thing that we know as far as evidence goes, because the rest of it is being hidden, like we said, from the investigations that were being done by ATIP and Robert Bigelow himself. Yeah, and the current owner, as we said, uh, was it Brandon Fugel? Yeah. He, you know, he bought the massive... Uh, he brought in a massive security force and fenced off the entire place and then started production of a reality investigation show on there. Mm -hmm. And this is basically what he has to say about Skinwalker Ranch. Supposedly the site of more paranormal activity and high strangeness than anything else being reported in the country at the time. And over four years, we have recorded and documented phenomena that, uh, that really defies all natural explanation. It could truly be, you know, the greatest science project of our time. It's really, man, I'll tell you, there's something going on there. That I know, okay? There's something going on at Skinwalker Ranch, whether it's demons, whether it's, you know, some type of evil spirits, aliens, uh, all, all the above. Yeah, or when you started kind of tossing this subject out for a possible UAP episode, I thought of, okay, Skinwalkers, it's what, like a... A goat, or no, excuse me, a wolf taking on some sort of a... Like a human form. Human or, form. Yeah. And here in Latin America and South Florida, we have something called a chupacabra. Sure. And uh, it's a monstrous creature that attacks animals and consumes their blood. It uh, it literally means, that Spanish words chupa, 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 it's to suck, and cabra, goat. It's translated into a goat sucker. Yeah. And... and it's very fearsome, and it's probably non-existent, but they say that it's been characterized as the southern equivalent of the Sasquatch, which we have here in, they call it in Florida, a skunk ape. Yeah, the Everglades. Yeah, 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 the skunk Florida's, ape. Florida's uh, Bigfoot. That's right, and there's been different reports of that as well. So, But yeah. sucking the blood out of livestock. So again, right, I mean, that kind of goes into the same line of thinking here, if you're talking about cattle mutilations. Now, if you're talking about what are you know, interdimensional beings doing aliens, whatever you want to call them, um, with cattle. Is it for experiments? Is it for some type of sustenance? I have no idea. But that's that's what we do here is we ask the questions, we pose them to you, and you kind of, you know, make up your own mind. Why would they be mutilating cattle? Because, look, here's the bottom line. Here's the, the fact is something's happening to those cows. Yes. Whether it's humans perpetrating a hoax for some reason, they're destroying their own livestock. I don't know why you'd want to but do that. The incisions are so clean. Yes, and there's right. no blood, and it's it's very strange. That is, you're, yes, exactly right. The precision, uh, the incisions that they found in each case are so precise. It's like they're done with a lightsaber. Right. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Like you said, there's no running blood like you would see from a surgery. Like if some, you know, cattle farmer was going to take, again, being gross here, but, you know, we have to talk about the subject. The cattle farmer was going to take, you know, a saw or something like that or a knife and cut open a cow. You're going to have a lot of blood stains and things like that. Unless there's a bovie. Yeah, there's no blood anywhere. It's, it's, it's weird. It, it is. I mean, it's, there's no other way to say it. It's weird. It's kind of gross. But again, why is it happening? How is it happening? How do they find cows stacked on top of each other in a trance-like state inside of a shed? It's so weird. What the hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> What's going on there? Moo. So again, all these things are very strange. Strange enough, again, this is worth pointing out one more time. That this secret organization that was secret up until about five years ago, ATIP, and is no longer a, a, um, 
you know, an organization. Now they have another organization that is investigating UFOs and, and phenomenon like that, UAPs. But when they were investigating it, they funded over $22 million into what amounted as a five-year project into investigating with the cooperation of Robert Bigelow the happenings of Skinwalker Ranch. So they were curious too, curious enough to spend five years and over $22 million on it, at least that we know about. I mean, what other money was spent that isn't on the books that we don't know about? Yeah, I, then the physicist guy, I wish I knew who he was and what happened. I, I would like to know more about yeah, that. Yeah, that's another thing that a lot of these things are kept under wraps. Yeah, yeah. You know, then you have this guy, Brandon Fugel, who bought it in 2016. And you know what he's done since then? He's cornered it all off. You can't get in. It's all, it's all, they got high security now. It's like an about, Area 51 type thing going on. Well, what about the four years of video he's got? That's all his own stuff. That's oh, all. Oh, he's not going to put it out? Right. Well, no, this, that's, that's where basically the TV show comes from at okay. this point okay. with his own production company. And they're in there doing this, this reality show and they got their own investigators. So they have found <laughs> the housewives of Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> they have found some intriguing things. I mean, there was the heifers of Skinwalker. <laughs> they have makeup on. There was one. <laughs> there was uh, one case where um, one of the investigators on that show on the History Channel actually was blasted with radiation, oh. like a dangerous amount of ra- radiation, so much so that he had radiation burns the next day. Huh. He opened up some type of um, sanitation tank or a sewer or whatever, and when he opened that up, he felt really sick. Yeah, that's what he said. He didn't feel well. So I don't know if that happens to be from the different nuclear testing that took place in that area or something else that's going on that we don't know about. A portal. A very, very odd. Is it portals? Is the aliens, evil spirits, a Navajo curse? Whatever it is, there's definitely something happening there. Yep. Maybe it's all of the above. Yep. Oh, boy. Well, that was a little a little heavy. Are you okay? I'm okay. All right. I was thinking it would be a great place to take a honeymoon. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, no, I'm glad we got to talk about it, though, because Skinwalker Ranch is one of those things that um, it's fascinating, it's intriguing, and it's also a little bit scary yeah. because you don't really know what's happening. No, I I really had never heard of it, Stephen. You, you know, Stephen has a whole list of things that he has been compiling for years and years and years because he's been interested in this topic. And... No, it exists nowhere else. He's the only person on the planet that has this list of I'm stuff. I'm the lone source. He is, and we're slowly going through it one by one. Yes. And, and, and investigating his list. And another thing on my list is uh, ancient alien artifacts. <gasps> Love it. Because we've spoken about before, of course, ancient aliens. We did a whole two-part series on ancient aliens, but that had more to do with their influence on civilization or what their, what their influence could have been on ancient civilizations. This is more touching on artifacts that have actually been found. I love that little gold airplane. Right. That actually, when they built a replica of it, and it actually would fly. Right, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's perfect the way it's structurally... Com- and the bird, too. There's a, a wooden bird that the wings are such that it has lift. It's, it's... And the tail is not like a bird tail. It, it goes the other way like a rudder. We're going to make you ask more questions yeah. again. You'll be scratching talk, your head. Talk about some of these ancient alien artifacts. And there is, a, it's the one of the strangest things I've ever seen. It's it's this coin. It has a face on it. I don't know what to make of it, but we're going to talk about it next week, and we'll have pictures on the blog for next week's episode as well. It's huh. Very, very. It's actually borderline disturbing. Really? Yes. Oh, now I'm interested. Very yes. interested. Okay, cool. So we'll touch on that next time on episode 27 of UAP. But for episode 26 and all other episodes, 
be sure to go and download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and on 850WFTL.com where the show lives. You can always catch up and enjoy it there as well. Give us five celestial stars, extraterrestrial stars. Yes. And uh, keep enjoying. We're glad you're enjoying it. And we will talk to you again next time. Karen Curtis there. Stephen Diener here. Have a good one.